here we are now with another episode of the Andrew Lake Podcast. If you are a regular listener of the Andrew Lake Podcast, please share your favourite episode, as this will help me find my audience. It will help to find the people who are ready to hear what we are talking about here. And today, I've got a quick tip episode for you. Something easy, something simple. Well, it might not be simple for some. <laughs> something practical, something down to, work, down to earth. Because we normally talk about such high philosophies, don't we? Talk about such lofty things. Such philosophical things. We need some practical moments here and there. And today's quick tip is keep your phone in your car. And this is so powerful. This is so, oh, so powerful. I've been doing this now for, must be, must be over a month. Over a month, maybe probably two months. Anyway, a while and I continue, I intend to keep doing it. And the reason I started doing this is because, well, there's some things in life where you just know they're not good for you. You know they're things that you're just doing too much and they're not really serving your deeper purposes. You're not serving, they're not serving your deeper values. They're not enriching your life. And for me, personally, one of those was the smartphone usage. And of course, I've sort of been on and off this thing for since they for for years like m- many people have these days we're all contending with we're all contending with our relationship with this technology that we've got this new technology these devices these platforms these social medias and i realized as i became more conscious and i was meditating more that i needed to limit my screen time. I needed to get away from that more and more. And it really is quite bad for your attention span. I mean, there's so much now that people have said about how bad social media media is for you and screen time consumption is. So this is how I came up with this trick. I came up with this idea to put the phone in the car. Now, this is an upgrade from keeping the phone away from your bed. So if you're keeping your phone next to your bed, then this is a step beyond that. You, need, you really need to graduate from keeping your phone from your bed to keeping it on your desk or in the far corner of your room. And if you're using it for an alarm to wake up, well, that's how they get you. You need to stop using your phone as your wake-up alarm. And ideally... You wouldn't have an alarm to wake up at all, depending on your lifestyle. That may or may not be possible. That's a different story. Waking up and when to wake up and how to wake up, that's a different conversation. Maybe we'll go there one day. But then further beyond that, the next graduation is to put the phone in another room altogether. Don't put it in your office. Don't put it in your bedroom. And if you don't have a car, you don't normally drive, then you can do this. Put this... Put this phone somewhere far out of reach in a room that you don't use very often. Put it in the laundry, in the far corner of the laundry. And this way, 
you have to go out of your way to check it. You have to really make an effort to check it and you keep it there. So you're only stand, like literally stand in the laundry. I'm talking about just to check your phone, then put it back and then go back to work, go back to your office, go back to your home life. And I've been doing this with keeping it in the car. Now, a, a few things I need to make clear. I'm not advocating phone use while driving. So do not use your phone while driving. No phones while driving. In Australia, we actually have laws against this. You can get a fine for phone use. Now, some people do use it as a GPS, and maybe that's different, but texting, phone calls, these sorts of things, do not do this while driving. So at least make that clear. And what I'm saying is that, well, I actually, well, I've done a lot of driving in my time, but by keeping it in the car, what I've found is that my mornings and my evenings are phone-free. And I also found that these moments of the phone use are a lot shorter because when you use your phone and you have an unlimited time or an open-ended time, then you tend to use more. Whereas if you're in the car, you've got to say, well, I'm about to go out somewhere, so I'll leave a little. I'll, I'll go out to the car a few minutes early so that I can check the phone. So you check your phone and then you can't stay very long because, well, you've actually got to go somewhere. You've actually got to get off to your next thing that you're driving to. And I say keep it in the car because, well, you should also practice going out without the phone, but you don't really need your phone. There is this thing like, oh, what if I... What if I need my phone? What if, you know, there's an emergency or I get stranded or something like this? And this is something you just have to overcome. This is something that is an indication of how much this technology has its claws into you. How much this technology really controls how you feel and keeps you sucked into it. So... Take it as an experiment. Take it as a way of, yes, I do want to get... Because how many times have you said, oh, I want to use my phone less? How many times have you said, I want to use the internet less? I want to have less screen time. And how has that worked out for you? How have you really changed your habit of the use of this technology? How have you changed your consumption of this technology? And it's hard. It is hard because it's addictive. But you must realize that this social media, this, this YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all these things, they're, they're a waste of time. They're wasting you away. And even messaging, even texting back and forth with your friends. That's also not so necessary. Now, of course, I'm not saying do away with these things. In some ways, these social media platforms, they do provide us with something. They do help us because it helps us keep in touch. It helps us have information. It has a number of benefits. 
which are quite frankly hard for me to think of, but I know they're there. So I'm not saying write them off all altogether. I'm not saying I'm not saying boycott Facebook. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is be more conscious about your connection to technology. And the way you do that is by limiting it. By really limiting it. And really noticing how it is that you feel with your technology. There is also a certain sensation that goes with holding a phone. And the certain positions that your hands are in throughout the day have an effect on how you feel about work. And what you'll notice is if you actually start keeping your phone in your car and you start to actually use it a lot less as a result, you'll start to notice a different feeling in your hand when you're holding the phone. Now, at this stage, it might be that, well, the phone feels quite comfortable. And these things are actually designed this way. Their weight and their shape and their texture is actually designed to fit in your hand in the most comfortable way. And that habit of holding it actually has a deep effect on you, which goes back right thousands of years ago when humans were using tools to dig and work the land. And even before that, in the cavemans, when they had the stone rock. So using things within your hands, using tools within your hands, has a deep conditioning to it, has a deep implication to it. And if you get away from it, if you get out of the habit for it, what you'll find is that actually the phone will start to become uncomfortable. You'll start to feel that there's this thing holding it, and when you're using your thumbs, that it's not quite as satisfying as doing the work that you normally do with your hands, which is more fulfilling. Now, of course, it does depend on what sort of work you do. Some labor work does use hands very much more so than other non-labor work. But even something like typing on a keyboard, that is a step up from typing on a phone. That is a difference. There is a difference in that. And another component of this, another thing that I'll say that can help to really make this a good practice of keeping the phone in the car is when you have your computer. So you might have a phone and a computer. When you have a computer and you're keeping your phone in the car, get a website blocker. And on that website blocker, you put all your social media websites. So your your YouTube, your Facebook, your Instagram, and all those distracting websites, all of those things, you block those on your computer. And then you can say, well, okay, so it's okay for me to use those on my phone, but only a few minutes in the car each day. I'll just sit in the car for a few minutes before I go somewhere, check those things, and then it's just in and out. It's just boom, on, off. That's how you want to do it. That's how you want it to be. Now, depending on what sort of work you do, it might be that you need to have your phone available to you. It might be that you need to actually use your phone to work for work and you're having phone calls, you're having messages and you need to have it available to you at all sorts of hours of the day. Now, if that's the position you're in, well, that's a tricky one. That is a tricky one. And 
The ultimate answer to that is to, well, find out a way to get yourself out of that kind of job. Find a way to get yourself out of that kind of work. And that's a tough pill to swallow. That's a bitter thing to hear. Because it's a really big thing to ask someone to say, well, we need to change your career. We need to change your whole direction of life. And yet it's necessary. It's critical. It's absolutely essential that you learn to relate to life without technology. Now, some people would say that these electronic devices are addictive, like cocaine. They're addictive like the slot machines. They're addictive like the slot machines of the gambling casinos. And they'd also say, well, they're sort of addictive like those things, but not quite as bad as those things. I mean, are you really going to compare Facebook to cocaine? And those people, I'd say, are not going hard enough. The people that say that underestimate the effect that technology is having on us. And I would say, yes, phone use is as bad as cocaine usage. It can fuck your mind. It can fuck your perceptions. It can really just fuck up your attention span. It fucks up your eyesight. It fucks up your brain, your mind, your thoughts. And let me tell you, quite frankly, it fucks your consciousness. It makes it impossible for you to meditate. It makes it impossible for you to find yourself. It makes it impossible for you to have a sense of peace. And these things are where the juice is in life. And these things are the things that lead to real ecstasy, real fulfillment. You're never going to discover a real natural ecstasy that is yours to keep for your own on demand by looking at a screen. That only comes about through meditation, through self-knowledge, through having time to contemplate, from being in nature. And these things are not able to live in peace and harmony with technology. And I understand that it's hard. I mean, we're all in our life positions, and I'm the same. I'm contending with these things as well. I'm not some monk. I'm not some monk off in a monastery that doesn't do any of these things, that doesn't use any of these devices. And it might be that financially or wherever you're at with your skills or wherever life is at the moment, you just can't live that sort of lifestyle. And it might be something that you have to make for yourself, something that takes time and you don't really know how you're going to do it. And even, actually, even in the case of someone that is their own boss. Now, now here's where it gets really, really messed up. If you work for yourself and you have your own business and you actually do have the means to make the 
perceptive lifestyle for yourself and you don't, then you are fucked. If you are the boss, if you are the one that is running the business, you are the one that is following people up, running errands, confirming things, clarifying emails, replying to emails, forwarding emails, asking questions in emails and messages, returning phone calls, and you're just ding, ding, ding on that thing all day long and it's your business and it's your work, then that is messed up. That is, that is, the, that is the, the possibility to have the deeper lifestyle and you're, you're just fucking it away. It's literally like someone's given you this great opportunity and you have no way of making the most of it. Now, in this day and age, running a business would seem to require that kind of thing. When you start a business, when you're working for yourself or whatever, it would seem like, well, I have to follow up your loose ends. I have to be ordering things. I have to be doing finances. I have to be asking questions, I have to be doing, there's a whole number of things and I get that, I get that, that that's the grind of business, that's the grind of ding, 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 do your work, keep going. And I'm here to tell you that this, this is a mistake, this is a half-life, this is a half-way of living and you must You must, it is absolutely critical, have meditation in your life. You must have a daily meditation practice. And that daily meditation practice means no phone, no internet, no music, nothing. Close your eyes, cross your legs, sit down on your pillow, and you meditate. And if you're using these smartphones and this technology too much, when you actually sit down and start to do that, it is going to be fucked. Your mind is going to go haywire. You'll actually feel in your body, well, that is if you're even conscious enough to feel it, what, what, what will happen is you'll actually, you'll actually start to feel how much this technology is fucking you. And how shit it is for you. And that will hurt. That will make your med- that will be some brutal meditation that you have to go through. And if you're lucky enough to see the wisdom in getting away from that, if you're lucky enough to see the wisdom in persevering with that, then eventually you'll start to see exactly how this technology is ruining your perception. It's ruining your attention span. It's ruining your mind. I can tell you that, but I don't expect you to believe me. And it's very much the case that you can discover it for yourself. And when you do, when you actually see it, then you sidestep the problem. And that's exactly what waking up is. That's exactly what figuring out life is. Don't you want to figure out life? Don't you want to know what is going on? Don't you want to know what the best way to spend your time is? 
Like, like, think, this is just, this is just fucking absurd. Like, think, think of the, the business owner who has this outrageously wealthy income. And they are sort of got this, this persona around them, this sort of feeling around them like, oh, I'm this really, really self-made, like great, you do it myself, really affluent, really successful business person. And they've got this fancy car, this big house. They've got this, you know, I work for myself. I don't answer to anyone, this sort of attitude. And I'm going to retire rich and, and I don't answer to anyone. And they're, they're, they're sort of under this delusion. And then the best use of their time is to, is to follow up a fucking email. It's to write a little, a little two-line email with their thumbs on a fucking tiny screen. Like the, the absurd, the, it's, it's outrageous. The absurdity of it. Like you think this is a great lifestyle. You think you're self-made. You think you've got it. The quality of life is messed up in that kind of person. And if you would ask that person, well, what's the best use of their time? What's the best use of their time? You say, well, I've got to, I'm working my business. I'm doing what I do. I'm following my success. Look at all my success. And you think, my God, the quality of your mind, the feeling in your body, your perceptions, it's all lacking. This is someone who's extremely impoverished. This is someone who's missed the point of life. This is someone who... It, it, it's, it's a tragedy. It's a tragedy. And of course my reaction is outrage because I know these people. I've met these people. I, know, I have known these people very closely. And outrage is just one of the things that I feel. I also feel quite sad for them. And in some ways also I do feel envious of them because, you know, they have the success. They do have the material success that I don't have. I don't have any of that. I don't have any income at all at this stage. So there are a lot of mixed feelings around the sorts of people that are using these technologies without knowing how it's affecting them. And I did start this as a quick tip. I did start this as something simple, something easy. And that's how I wanted to frame this advice of keep your phone in the car. But there's really so much more to it. There's really so much more that needs to be understood. And even, even just one of the things that I've mentioned runs so deep. One of the effects, like, like your perceptions, just, just the perceptions of the eye. Think of what you're doing. Now, when you're using a phone, you're not only most of the time, many of the time, looking at a small screen, but you're actually looking at a portion of the small screen. So it's like a small screen within a small screen. And how that affects your eye 
damages how much you can take in from your surrounds. I've got an episode called Perception Palette. I've got an episode about what it means to have perception in variety, perception in a spectrum. And what these screens do is they just take the full spectrum of sight, of color and movement and all the things that go with sight, and they just condense it down to this tiny little pixelated thing. It's like you're drinking cordial. It's like, it's like, it's like we get every single fruit and just squeeze it all down into one drink. And then condense it. And that's going to be your one drink. And if you did that, well, for the sake of the analogy, we don't actually know what would happen if you did that. But for the sake of the analogy, when you actually go to take fruit, well, then the taste of that fruit would not quite be right. It would not quite be the same as that condensed juice. And as a matter of fact, that's literally what juice in the shopping market, in the shopping supermarket, it is. It's condensed fruit. And this ruins your perception palate. It ruins your taste bud palate. Because when you eat an apple, when you just eat a raw apple, that is a kind of ecstasy. That is an explosion of flavors. That is just a party in the mouth. Do you know that? Do you know that eating an apple can be as amazing as a party inside your mouth? And it can feel great. It just it's it's bursting with joy. It's a bursting kind of ecstasy. And not only the taste, but also how it digests. Also the 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 energy that it gives you. And yet if you've been drinking condensed apple juice, there's no way you can perceive that. There's no way you can experience that. And this is exactly the same thing as what's happening with your eyes looking at this screen, looking at these devices, and also using your hands. Do you know that moving your hands around can be a very delicate and very awakening, very alivening feeling. Just move your hands very slowly. Move your fingers. Move your wrists. Curl some of your fingers and move very slowly. And go even slower. Slow it right down. Really get in touch with each of the fingers and move them in different positions. Make some different shapes with your hands. Move slowly, move slowly. And this kind of subtlety, if you practice this, if you keep doing this, is a kind of an, an enlivening experience. And musicians experience this. Musicians experience this with their fingers and with their mouth. 
if they're playing an instrument that involves the mouth. Say you're playing piano, that involves just the fingers. That's actually their way of becoming more delicate to the feelings in their hands. And I can bet you, I would bet you that a concert pianist who has this very delicate touch on the piano is not going to want to walk off. Like, like imagine, imagine a concert pianist walking off stage after playing this concerto and then picking up their phone and, and playing it with their thumb. Like, can you, that wouldn't happen. That would ruin the moment. That would ruin the feeling. Like, what, what an amazing thing to play piano in a concert. What an amazing thing it is to play in a concerto. These musicians build such amazing feelings to them, such amazing experiences to them. And imagine they, it, I can't imagine it. It wouldn't happen. Imagine you come off stage and the, clou- the crowd is clapping. You've just done this amazing performance. And then you, you pick up this phone and, and you use your thumb with this tiny little screen. Ugh, disgusting. After a concert like that, using a phone would be such a chore. It would be the last thing you would want to do. And you wouldn't do it because, hey, you're the concert pianist. You're not going to ruin your... You're not going to ruin this amazing feeling, this amazing moment that you've had with this fucking little piece of shit technology. And yet in that is a lesson to be learnt for us, the non-concert pianists. There's something to be learnt because we don't have to be concert pianists to be moving towards that higher juice of life. We don't have to be concert pianists with all that skill to be moving towards that great experience, that feeling, that sensitivity towards life. And to do that, we do have to realize how technology is affecting us. You do have to realize how technology has an effect on your perceptions, on your hands, on your mind. So this is the, the quick tip for the day. I've been a bit hard with it, but it's something that I feel very strongly about. And the reason I feel so strongly about it is because I've struggled so much with it myself. Because these things are addictive. These things are tricky. They do sneak up on you. And it is, in so many ways, ingrained into our culture now. Everyone's expected to have a phone. So to do this, you're really working against the common crowd, and that's very hard. That's very difficult. In so many ways, I've also struggled with that. And yet, this is an effective technique. Put your phone in the car. Put it in your glove box. And whenever you drive, whenever you're about to drive to work or something, you just step out the front door a few minutes early 
and you just send a few, you just see, oh, okay, so I've got a few personal messages and reply, and then that's it. So if you've heard this, you've got no more excuses. And I really hope I've hit my message hard home. And it will be an ongoing thing. It will be something that we we both have to contend with. This idea of just putting it in the car, this quick tip sort of thing, is just one of the ways we experiment with changing our relationship to our technology. And there will be more changes to come. There will be more things that happen in the future. And it will be an experiment that is different for each of us. So... Thanks very much for tuning in, and that's all I have to say for now.